0: Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. During my working life, I was always really healthy. Uh, In fact, I'd been at my first job for four years before I had a sickie. Right, and this was most unusual because uh, in those days it was common practice for people to take sickies whether they needed one or not. You know, it's just I need a day off, so they'd have a sickie. Uh, in fact, someone in human resources rang my boss and said, "Do you realise this is the first time Trevor's ever had a sick leave?" And it, so it was something a bit unusual. So I was always pretty healthy, but. It, it was a bit of a surprise to me when in the first few years after I retired though I ended up in hospital three times. And on two of those occasions, I was seriously ill. And I've talked about all this a number of times, so I won't go through it again. But on two of those occasions, God allowed me to just get a brief glimpse into the spiritual dimension. This was unexpected, but it gave me an insight into what was going on. Um, in this other dimension where we can't normally see. This was unexpected and uh, we we live in this dimension, you know, where we can see everything and uh, we, we operate by our natural senses, you know, our, our sight and our hearing and our taste and uh, smell. What else is there? Touch, I guess. And... Um, these senses have no sensitivity to what's going on in the spiritual dimension. And as a result of that, a lot of people uh, have a trouble believing that there is a spiritual dimension because you know, our normal senses can't detect it or um, give us any insight into it. So in the last few years, I've been thinking about the spiritual dimension, how it affects us, and how as Christians, we often move in the spiritual dimension, whether we realise it or not. And as I've thought about it, God has just gradually revealed insights to me. And um, I think it was last year, sometime recent, a while back, I preached on how the spiritual dimension affects our natural dimension. And then earlier this year, I preached on um, how Christians believe in a spiritual dimension. And today, I'm going to be looking at how we can see in the spiritual dimension. I've begun to see clearly that each time we pray, we are moving, we are reaching into the spiritual dimension, and bring it, when we bring our praise and our prayers before God, in fact, we've already done that today. We've already brought our praise and our prayers before God, right? And He's heard them. We can't couldn't see this with our our normal eyes, but. We've already reached into that spiritual dimension and brought God our praise and our worship. So, I mean, just suppose you're unwell and uh, you come forward here for prayer and uh, the leaders, the prayer team, they join with you and you both reach into the spiritual dimension and bring your prayer request before God. And because God's a God of healing, he in turn reaches back into our dimension and touches your body and heals it, and I've begun to see this really clearly. Some of you might be thinking, "Well, um, you know, I prayed and for healing, and God didn't heal me." Well, <laughs> that's a discussion for another day. I'm just trying to get across to you what's actually happening each time we pray. Another thing I've become aware of is that God has sometimes given me a glimpse of future events in my life, but I failed to recognize them for what they were, and I suspect this happens to other people as well, not just me. I've simply put it down to imagination, and I'm kind of an imaginative person, but I'm also analytical, so often when I God's showing me stuff, I guess, I've begun to realise, I've just put it down to imagination. So when I was about 20 years old or so, um, there were some young people who came to our church who uh, were talking about a mission trip they had to Ceduna, you know, on the west coast, and as they talked, there was a quickening in my spirit that I should go and live there. I talked to my father about it, and then he went and uh, talked to the, like, the pastors of our church, and they prayed with him, and uh, their advice was that I should wait until I'd finished my traineeship. So I took their advice and waited. But after a while, maybe some months, I figured that I'd imagined it, and I forgot all about it. So if we fast forward maybe 11, 10, 11, 12 years, we moved to Sojourner for a job that I took up there. And the funny thing is I've been living there for about three or four years before I remembered, oh, that's right, I had this, <laughs> this thought years ago that God was calling me to come here. So I needed a sensitivity to what God was trying to show me and I still need a sensitivity to what God is trying to show me. A couple of months ago I was thinking about this and you know, about this sermon and I came across a teaching by Robert Henderson called How to See in the Spiritual Dimension. So I thought, well, let's have a look at this, see what he's got to say. And as I watched it, I was absolutely amazed and surprised that the five main points of his sermon were the five things that I had in mind already. And also a number of his Bible readings were the same readings that I was going to use. The main difference was that um, he was much—he explained it much more eloquently than me, and so I'm acknowledging that I have used some of his explanations. So let's start. Number one, agreeing with God. In chapter five, in John chapter five, we read of Jesus healing a man at the pool at Bethesda, and uh, when the Jewish authorities questioning questioned him about. Why did it? Because it was on the Sabbath day. He simply answered that he only did what he had seen God the Father doing. Let's read John chapter 5, verses 18 to 20. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer very truly i tell you the son can do nothing of himself he can only do he can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does the son also does for the father loves the son and shows him all he does yes and he will show him even greater works than these so that you'll be amazed is it possible to get these foldback speakers turned down they seem to be really booming up here sorry you see children copy their parents and do what they see them doing when he was a boy Jesus copied the example set to him by Joseph his early his earthly father figure but now Jesus was doing what he saw his heavenly father doing how could Jesus see what he was doing Quite simply, Jesus was looking into the spiritual dimension and copying what he saw. And as Christians, we live in two dimensions, a natural physical dimension where we have a body and we interact with whatever's going on around us. But there, we're also spiritual beings who can reach into the spiritual dimension and see what God is doing. Jesus... So just as we see in our natural dimension, God wants us to see in the spiritual dimension. Just as we hear in our natural dimension, God wants us to hear in the spiritual dimension. As we saw in our reading from John 5, Jesus didn't just see in the natural dimension, he also saw in the spiritual dimension. John 14, 12 says, Very truly I tell you, Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. The key to greater works is seeing what God is doing. To see miraculous things happen, we must first see what God is doing and believe that in Jesus' name we can do the same. I realise this might seem like an impossible challenge. It might sound like it's way up here somewhere. But if we take time to wait on God, he will begin to reveal to us and give us glimpses of what is possible in the spiritual dimension. But we'll need to be in agreement with what God is showing us because if we can't agree with what he's showing us, then he won't be able... we won't be able to believe the miraculous things that we see. What Jesus saw in the spiritual world was manifested in the natural world. Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. This is telling us that we need to be exercising our spiritual senses and then living by what we've learned. Usually we can distinguish good from evil and so we're already exercising our spiritual senses to some degree. Put, you're probably using your spiritual senses more than you realise. A moment ago I read uh, John 14, you "Know Very truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So Jesus is telling us we can do greater works than he's showing us. The key to greater works is seeing, seeing what the Father does, what he can do, and once we've got that fixed in our mind and our spirit, it becomes easier for us to believe for miracles and to see miracles and wonders as we pray. As I mentioned earlier, we simply need to see and understand what God is showing us and then agree with it so that God can unleash it in our lives. To put it in a different way, seeing in the spiritual is being able to perceive spiritual realities. Paul is showing this showing us this in 2 Corinthians 4:18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. Someone prayed that at our prayer meeting this morning. We can maneuver our, maneuver our way through difficult situations by realizing that there's a powerful, unseen world that influences the world we see we have to perceive spiritual reality and see what God is showing us an obvious example of this is found in 2nd Kings chapter 6 Uh, here's a story about Elisha so ancient Aram which is now the area called Syria was at war with Israel and the king of Aram couldn't work out how Whatever his secret plans were, seemed to be coming, falling into the hands of the Israelis, and so he was trying to find out. Well, how? Who's the spy? Who's telling him all this? And then he discovers that there's a prophet in Israel called Elisha, and he's advising Israel's leaders concerning Aram's strategies. So he sent a large group of soldiers to Dothan to capture Elisha. Let's read from verse 14. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So Elisha prays and asks the Lord to open his servant's eyes. And his servant gained the ability to not just see the physical dimension but also the spiritual dimension including the angelic army when we come into agreement with the holy with what the holy spirit is showing us then god can move in our situation you see what i thought many times with my imagination was actually god letting me see into the spiritual world and i believe god wants us all to be able to see into the spiritual world. So examine your imaginations, pay attention to them because if they're in line with God's word, then possibly God is giving you an insight. You see, I've often been surprised that sometimes what we see in our mind's eye is actually what's going on in the spirit world. And I'm just still learning this. As we come into agreement with what we see in the spiritual world, it begins to have an effect in our natural world. The more we avail ourselves of this, the more we will see. According to Wikipedia, a seer is someone who sees with spiritual eyes and perceives the meaning of what seems obscure to others. Right? We don't necessarily need the gift of a seer, like a seer is a seer, someone who can see, but we need to use our senses to discern both good and evil and to perceive spiritual realities. The second thing is understanding God's purposes. The first time I was in hospital, uh, I was in, in intensive care and I came to the realisation that unless they operated and removed the goiter that was blocking my windpipe, that uh, death was imminent. In fact, it was only hours from death. And I became, a, maybe not obsessed with the fact, but I, that was on my mind all the time. And it was then that God opened my eyes and began, I began to see the big picture that God has already had the situation in hand. Ephesians 1:18 to 18-19 says... I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable, incomparably great power for us who believe that that power that's the same as the mighty strength he ex- exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. Verse 18 makes the point that our eyes of our heart needs to be enlightened so that we may know the hope that God has called us to. You see, sometimes events in our lives take place and you're left thinking, what's going on? But in these times, it can be hard to see God's purpose. But when you begin to see in the Spirit, you get a revelation that allows you to understand God's purposes in the matter. And most certainly in my case, if I hadn't have got ill loads a couple of times, <laughs> I wouldn't have been talking about this today, seeing God's purposes in the matter. Unfortunately, I don't always get revelation or understanding immediately. Sometimes it's on my mind for some days before an understanding of God's purpose becomes clear to me. So don't give up, because it's probably going to be the same for you as well. Don't give up too soon. As you're looking, you'll begin to see the hope that's connected to the call on your life. You can't see this in the natural, but as you begin to see the hope that's connected to the call on your life, your problems begin to shrink. You begin to realise, see and realise how important it is that you realise how big God is, right? You see that your problem isn't too big because you begin to see how big God is. As your spiritual eyes are enlightened, you begin to understand Jesus' words, that nothing is impossible to him who believes. That's in Mark 9.23 because you see how powerful God is. Thirdly, seeing in the Spirit reveals the state of our heart. In Jeremiah chapter 1, we read of God calling Jeremiah to be a prophet to the people of Israel. And reading verses 1 to 11, "'The word of the Lord came to me, "'What do you see, Jeremiah?' "'I see the branch of an almond tree,' I replied.' And the Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. God asks him, What do you see? The almond tree flowers and buds during the winter. In fact, the almond trees next to our hall over here have been budding for about a month now, and the flowers are starting to fall off. At the time, God spoke to Jeremiah. Israel was in a backslidden state. It was kind of in a time of winter. And Jeremiah, the budding prophet, was actually seeing Israel as an almond tree that was about to breaking out with buds and flowers. And it sort of showed that God was able to bring fruit out of it. Even though it was a time of rebellion for the Israelis, God was able to bring fruit out of it. Jeremiah was just starting out as a prophet and when he saw the almond tree, he may have wondered if he was just imagining it. But then God told him, you have seen well. Jeremiah was able to see positive in the midst of negativity. You'll never see what's going on in the spiritual if you're letting your minds be dictated to by what's going on in the natural At times I've seen Christians' insight and perception influenced by what's going on around them rather than what's going on in the spirit. It's easy to see what's going wrong in the world. Anybody can do that. We need to see the positive way that God is looking at what's going on so it can be turned to good. So don't let your personal pessimism And wounds of the heart shape what God is trying to show you. He's looking for people he can use, people whose thinking are in line with his thinking. People who can see past all the negative and events in the world and can instead speak God's goodness into a world and see change come. In Ezekiel 37, we read the story of the Valley of Dry Bones. In the spirit, the Lord takes Ezekiel to this valley that's full of bones and asks, this is in Ezekiel 3, 7, 3, Son of man, can these bones live? And Ezekiel replied, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. So the Lord tells Ezekiel to prophesy over the bones and command them to come back to life, and they do. But Ezekiel first had to see it And then prophesy it. When we see and are prepared to pray out, what we're prepared to see and pray out reveals the state of our heart. When God's showing us stuff, and maybe it's to pray for someone we don't like who is annoying or whatever, it indicates the state of our heart when we're prepared to go ahead and pray for them. Number four, what we see should remove fear. Earlier I told you the story of Elisha and his servant and the army that surrounded them. The fear that gripped Elisha's servant disappeared when he saw what was happening in the spiritual realm. When we begin to see in the spiritual dimension, a lot of what causes us fear will disappear. Number five. Seeing in the spiritual dimension causes healing to come. This is different, isn't it? In Matthew 13, we read of Jesus speaking of those who came to hear his preaching and parables. And they saw and heard what he was saying, but didn't really understand the truth behind what he was saying. And reading from verse 15, For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, And they have closed their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Jesus is saying their inability to see and hear will prohibit them from being healed. So, seeing and perceiving are both needed if we want to be healed. and in our mind's eye, we need to be able to see ourselves healed and then really understand that God can do it and will do it. So what are the keys to seeing? We've been talking about this, but what's the keys? Seeing is not a gift, so we can all do it, but it's about intimacy with God. In John 5, to 20, that I read to you earlier, Jesus was saying that he did what he had seen God the Father doing. He had pursued an intimate relationship with him. And the more intimate you are with God, the more you will be shown. And I know for myself, I need to pay attention to and recognize what I'm perceiving in the spiritual world as I read my Bible. Because as you're, as you're um, looking for intimacy with God, it just begins to reveal more and more to you as you're reading your Bible and as you're praying. We also need to be looking at and recognising what God is showing us. In 1 Samuel uh, 16, verse 7, we read that Samuel the prophet is going to anoint a new king for Israel and he travels to Bethlehem to the house, home of Jesse, the father of David, who was later King David. When he gets there, he's looking favourably at David's older brother, Eliab, and it would seem he was getting ready to anoint him when God speaks to him. And uh, we're going to read from verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Samuel was making the same mistake that I guess we would. He was looking at David's brother Eliab and thinking his physique would make him the natural choice. But as it says, God looks at the heart. And Samuel needed to open his gaze a bit wider and look into the spiritual instead of looking at the natural. And I would encourage you to anticipate and have an expectation of what you can see in the spiritual if you're praying and asking God to reveal something to you. When we were in places where we were aware of God's presence, either... Maybe here at church or at home, sort of keep looking around, keep being so open to his leading in the spirit so you can see what God wants to show you. Be aware that when you're doing this, you know, Satan, the devil, the enemy, is going to come along and whisper in your ear that's just your imagination. So keep your spiritual eyes open so that you can discern the difference between spiritual insight and imagination. So you don't have sort of vain imaginations but see what the Spirit is showing you. Thirdly, we should be prayed for, that is, imparted to. As we saw earlier, after Elisha prayed, his servant could see into the spiritual dimension as well as the natural dimension. He could suddenly see that the forces of God were much more powerful than the army that was standing there before them. He saw when Elijah prayed for him. So don't be afraid to ask for prayer if you're wanting to see into the spiritual dimension. If others pray for us to see, then we need to be receptive to whatever it is what in a receptive mode and open to what God may show us and lastly share it jeremiah 23:28 tells us let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully for what is straw to do with grain Declares the Lord. So, if God's given you an insight, share it with the leadership team of our church. Sometimes what we see might be intended just for us, and so we need to pray about it and pray it out and see it come to pass. But other times it may need to be shared with everybody else in the church, in which case it should be shared with the leaders. First, for their approval, and then they'll just say, yep, go ahead and share it. So, how are we going? It's probably been a fair dose for you, but the thing that for me, I guess, is intimacy with God. We just need to find an intimacy with God. And, um, you know, I'm a bloke, blokes don't talk as much as ladies do. <laughs> And, and um, you know, my, my wife sometimes tells me that I don't talk enough. And sometimes we're going to be sitting at the table and she just looks at me and says, well, have you got something to say? <laughs> I can say that because she's not here at the moment. <laughs> All right. But, you see, we've got our intimacy comes from, you know, just talking to people. And we've, our int- intimacy with God comes with talking with him as well. Right? And that's... For me personally, that's the area I've got to keep working on, Lord, and talking to God and praying. And as, as I'm doing that, he's revealing stuff to me. Okay, let's pray together. Lord, I just thank you for these people here. And Father, I just pray that uh, your word is just sinking into their hearts and into their spirits now. And Lord, I just pray your blessing over them. Lord, I pray that you will activate our eyes to see on a whole new level. I pray that you would employ, enlighten our spiritual eyes so that we can see what you're doing so that we can do likewise. Lord, I pray for vision and insight for all your people here. And, oh, Lord, I just pray, and I thank you, Lord, for doing that, that you're just going to give us insight. I pray, Lord, that we will be able to see the intent of your heart and hear what it is you're saying so that we can understand and put you you in the right place in our lives. I pray that we will no longer be led by natural circumstances of our lives, but our eyes will be open to the leading of your Holy Spirit as we see and perceive your direction. So, Lord, I pray this over the people here, over each one, Lord, that we, our spiritual eyes, will be opened, that we begin to see into Your spiritual dimension and see what it is that You're wanting to show us. And Lord, we're just going to be amazed at what we see. So, Lord, I just pray Your blessing over each person now, as we go away, Lord, and that You, I just thank You that You're going with us and You're going to. Just be revealing yourself to us in this coming week. Lord, I pray this now in Jesus' mighty and awesome name. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.